0: And welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes Podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda.
1: And I'm Jason. And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes Podcast. This episode's called Political Holidays. Woo! Um, Which is, you know, appropriate because it's Christmas time. Christmas. Christmas time. And also, everything's crazy in politics. Like The political landscape is ridiculous right now.
0: It's nuts.
1: And uh, we wanted to cover it, and we wanted to cover it starting with uh, someone that's familiar to the Carolina listeners and the snow globe out there, uh, Mark Meadows, (laughs) um, (laughs) who's now known throughout the world for his folly, uh, was originally just a representative from uh, North Carolina.
0: He was Our representative, yeah,
1: he was. And there was a commercial that used to come on for Mark Meadows that uh running for uh house, and was it house or senate?
0: House, he was a congressman
1: running for house, and it was like, Mark Meadows really understands the working class. They got (laughs) some Yankee that sounded like she was from Wisconsin. To read this ad for Mark Meadows in North Carolina, you remember
0: that commercial? Yes, we used to die every time it came on. Just because, I mean, listen, we <laughs> we live deep in the ass crack of Appalachia. Uh-huh. Most people around here talk like this, so to hear this commercial for our local congressman mm-hmm. and the woman says, Mark Meadows. He really understands the working class. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, no, ma'am. It
1: was ridiculous. I was like, in what universe? (laughs) But apparently people bought it, I guess, because he got elected. They loved him.
0: They absolutely loved him. And he was our representative for a long time. He won back in 2000 or after the the maps were redrawn. (laughs) Yeah. In 2011. Wow. And he just kept winning.
1: I just remember the commercial and being like, I've hated him ever since then. And- as if you've been paying attention to the news, he's been in the news a little bit recently.
0: Quite a bit because he then ditched his job as our congressman mm-hmm. and went and became Donald Trump's chief of staff. Chief
1: of staff. which Number is like,
0: four. He was the fourth chief of staff <laughs> under
1: yeah, President Trump. Arguably, chief of staff might be the most important cabinet position.
0: Um. Yeah, no, it definitely is. He had a lot of power. He had a lot yeah. of influence, and um, he got there. So let's take a little step back. While he was our congressman, uh huh, he's part of the reason that the House Freedom Caucus exists.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is
0: yeah. one of the founders of that. The
1: Freedom Caucus, him
0: and the nut job Jim Jordan.
1: Oh God, that guy.
0: Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. And if you recall, basically their entire existence revolved around trying to undo everything obama did yeah and everything obama said uh-huh. <laughs> like that was their primary objective huh. and what's interesting is that while he was congressman and when trump first announced that he was running for president um mark meadows actually was a never trumper yeah. He yeah, yeah. I don't he,
1: remember him being that, but I could see it. I mean like no, they were all two faced like that. They
0: were all well, a lot of them. A lot of the Republicans who later would go on to be Trump loyalists at first were like, This guy's a nut. Mm-hmm. Like we can't let him be the president and Mark was one of them, Wow! but he did quickly change his tune when he realized that Trump was getting all the media attention because another thing, if you were in our district, you may remember that wherever there might have been cameras or press, Mark Meadows was there. <laughs> yeah, That man loved to have himself on television and in every paper that he could possibly get into. Mm-hmm. Narcissistic much, sir? Yeah. <laughs> like, he still
1: loves that shit.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he he absolutely wants all the attention. So, as you know, and I'm sure our listeners know, Meadows just released
1: a book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I a, forgot the title. What is it? It's called The Chief's Chief. The Chief's Chief. What a lame <laughs> the title. The Chief's
0: Chief, and it's about his time in the White House as yeah. the chief of staff working under Donald Trump. Ugh. And I guess it was kind of sort of pitched like a tell-all. It has know. to be,
1: because there's so many books about Trump, you have to have something.
0: Well, the, one of the biggest revelations that's come from the book is that apparently Trump tested positive for COVID mm-hmm. just a couple of days before he took the stage to debate Joe Biden yeah. in the presidential debate.
1: Yeah, he had COVID and he knew it.
0: Yeah. And, and this was in Mark Meadows' book.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. And Trump wasn't happy about that at no.
0: all. No. So this comes out, and it was right around the same time, actually, like the literally the same week that Meadows agreed to begin working with the January 6th committee mm-hmm. to provide information on what he may or may not have known or his involvement on the the Capitol riot. Right. And Trump hears about this part of the book and him being positive for covid and because he didn't read it you know (laughs) it's trump yeah so he immediately gets on you know goes out to his fox news people and is like that's fake news yeah blah 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 he doesn't know what he's talking about and Mm -hmm. then i guess apparently mark meadows then came out and also said it was fake news even though it was from his own book
1: yeah mark meadows (laughs) was on fox news (laughs) saying that his own book was fake news
0: like literally a loyalist to the to the bitter end yeah i
1: saw that clip it's hilarious cuz they're like wait that's your book though
0: yeah exactly and so then meadows changes his tune and as of right now he has stopped cooperating yes. with the January 6th committee. And his his attorney is speaking for him now. <laughs> and his attorney says, Mark gave you everything that you needed. He gave you documentation. He's no longer, He's not going to do anything else. No interviews, no mm. testifying. We're done. And then the Congress is like, I don't think so. Yeah, we are anything do but done. Uh-huh. So they then formally charged him with... Uh, criminal contempt, right? For his refusal to to answer their questions.
1: Yeah, and I think ne- as of right now, isn't it? It's in the hands of the DOJ to decide if they're going to charge. Yes,
0: it. right now it's sitting with the DOJ to decide. Well, the charges have been brought. Yeah, but and it's historic because it's the first former Congress person to be charged.
1: Yeah, with contempt of Congress.
0: Yeah. Um. So the charges have been brought. It's up to the DOJ now to decide how they want to proceed with an actual case if they're going to proceed.
1: Yeah, I think I think they will. I mean, Steve Bannon set a precedent where you can be charged with that, and the DOJ might do something. And here's another example: a chance part of for them yeah, to do part it. of
0: the reason that 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 Mark even decided initially to play along with them to do what they wanted to do was because he saw what happened to Bannon. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't want that to happen." Uh-huh. So initially, he was going along with them, answering questions, and he provided like nine thousand pages.
1: And I guarantee you, Trump worth Just of told him stop and so he yes. decided to stop yes but it not before be
0: these documents that's weird and these documents are like 9000 pages of Text exchanges mm-hmm. and emails that occurred right around and during the January sixth uh, riot and attack on the Capitol building. Yeah,
1: and they haven't even said who all the texts are from. Like, apparently, we're gonna some find some are more still out later. Uh,
0: anonymous, like they're being protected. Some have come out.
1: Yeah, it's Laura Ingram was Laura one of them.
0: Ingram, uh, Sean Hannity, yeah. and Trump Jr.
1: Mm-hmm. All three
0: of those people actually texted Mark Meadows the day of. The riot saying, "Please, for the love of God, get Trump to call this off." Yeah, which his is His own nuts. son, his I know. own son, was like, "Hey, Mark, what's up, bro? Listen, <laughs> can you get Can you get my dad to call this off? Yeah. It's going too far. Can you tell
1: my dad that like this is kind of looking bad? Yeah, that's nuts to me. That he wouldn't be able to. I, I would have thought he would. He be would able call, to,
0: his own, you'd to call, call his own. You would think he'd call his own dad? But no, I no, guess. No.
1: Like even if you're Trump, you have gatekeepers even from your own kids.
0: Well, and also Mark had really sort of like ingratiated himself. He had weaseled himself into the world of Trump and was so a Trump loyalist that literally the week before the attack on the Capitol building, he had forwarded an email to the acting attorney general of the United States. Mm -hmm. And that email was written entirely in Italian. (laughs) (laughs) This is part of what they're calling Italy gate. Mm -hmm. And in that email there, it was alleged in Italian (laughs) that an Italian hacker had, um, hacked into some satellites Uh and, And did something to where those satellites beamed signals (laughs) down to our voting machines Mm -hmm. here in the United States and changed all of the Trump votes to Biden votes. (laughs) And that, according to this email in Italian, was how uh, Biden won the election.
1: Yeah. What's hilarious to me about I thought a little bit about this and I wonder was the email in like correct Italian or did he just like type it in English and then Google translate? <laughs> Google translate. translate. It? So like if an actual Italian read the email, it's like horribly grammared <laughs> and just wrong?
0: You know, that's a good question. Yeah,
1: it might have said like an Italian hacker hacked space turnips and <laughs> yeah. sent instead of laser beams, it's like yeah. sent old grandfathers to yeah. retrieve data. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't know. But he did. He, could you imagine being so delusional (laughs) for your boss that you forwarded an email Uh like that to the The attorney Attorney general General of the United States? I could just imagine him. he did it in all seriousness. I know.
1: And just knowing him, I could just imagine that he typed it in English and then said, (laughs) Google translate. Boom. There it is. Yeah. It's authentic.
0: there were text message exchange exchanges, there were these emails. Mm-hmm. So even, I kind of feel like, yes, what he did is contempt, but man, <laughs> did we get some like great things, some reading material oh, yeah. to, to peruse in the meantime.
1: <laughs> I know. And it doesn't make any sense.
0: But if. The DOJ does move forward with these charges, and he is convicted. He faces up to a year in prison for each count and a $100,000 fine for <laughs> well, each count.
1: Well, he can afford the money, but oh yeah, no, he's the late. jail time he's not going to be too happy Mar- about.
0: Mark Meadows goes to prison. He understands the prison class. <laughs>
1: yeah, I can imagine. Oh, wow. So that whole whirlwind of crazy with Mark Meadows is... uh beginning of the holidays that we're in right now politically it's been a hell of a uh, year in 2021.
0: Yeah, you know we thought 2020 was bad. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: 2021 was just like
0: 2021 was a wild ride, y'all. <laughs> it really is,
1: and I'm pretty sure the beginning of 22 is going to be rough too with this Omicron Omnicron mm-hmm. and uh, that whole shebang. But we'll get into predictions in a minute. But right now, I wanted to cover a little bit of like what happened in 2021 that was historic, mm-hmm. and the thing. Of all the things that happened this year, and I'm sure everybody that's listening has a thing in their brain that happened, but the thing to me that's, like, the most infuriating is probably what the Republicans have done with the filibuster this year. Uh-huh. Um, so there's been this whole thing on whether or not the Democrats can uh, vote to, or change the filibuster— So that they could get voting rights uh, laws passed because we've had horrible voting legislation passed in Georgia and other states that are like really bad infringing on people's rights to vote in a way that's like unconstitutional and like, like demonstrably unconstitutional. And the idea from among people on the left is like we need to make sure that these laws are a priority, that we fix this problem because all the other problems can't be fixed if, if the elections are stolen or rigged or whatever.
0: Right. You gotta start with the foundation.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like the most important thing. Not to mention if you happen to not be white, it's probably a pretty fucking big deal that your vote doesn't count. So there's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's the whole moral side of it as well. Um and what's what frustrating is that because of the filibuster, they can't get any voting rights legislation passed. They have to get 60 in the in the Senate and they don't don't have 60 votes in the Senate. So the idea that they that the, the reason the argument that Manchin and Cinema and all these other people are using why we can't overturn the filibuster is that it would like the sky would fall. If we overturn the filibuster, yeah. it would just ruin everything and then the Republicans could pass whatever they wanted. Well, so traditionally what we've done is like carve little things out and say for this particular issue, we won't use the filibuster hmm. And this year they've done that twice. The first time you can look it up. I don't want to get into all the details because it's kind of boring, but essentially there was a Republican senator who wanted to bring up a bill that was not going to pass, but he wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. So the well, Senate like usual. So the Senate was like, fine, we'll carve out the filibuster and we'll let you propose your stupid bill that won't pass. And he did. And he shut the fuck up. And that was, they just did that as they took, they were like, it's a procedural thing. We don't need the filibuster for this. This guy's just being annoying. But it's proof that they can carve things out and they're willing to do it when they feel like it. Correct. The second time it happened this year was for the debt ceiling. It just happened this last week is that we were going to hit the debt ceiling and default on our debts in America, which would be really, really bad for like economics and global economics, honestly. It would just be bad. And so... The Democrats needed to raise the debt ceiling and the Republicans were like, we don't want to vote with you guys to raise the debt ceiling, but we don't want to default on our loans. (laughs) So instead, we'll let you go around the filibuster.
0: We'll let you ignore the filibuster, which otherwise you can't.
1: Yeah, we'll let you do it this time so that you can raise the debt ceiling so that we don't default, but none of us had to vote with you. Yeah, so we can go
0: back to our constituents and blame you for everything.
1: Right. And that's the deal they worked out. And they did it, and they mm-hmm. raised the debt ceiling. Now it it seems to me that if Democrats wanted to, if they if they are capable of making those kind of deals, why the fuck aren't they doing it with voting rights? And what they're saying essentially, what we're getting from our Senate right now is that not defaulting on our loans in the economy is more important than voting rights.
0: Capitalism.
1: That's the that's what our Senate is telling us this year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's incredibly infuriating. I've wanted to do. I could go on about the filibuster a lot. There's a lot wrong with the filibuster, and I will one day do a full episode on it. But just to know, this is a tiny piece of the clusterfuck that is the filibuster and the Senate in general, if if I'm being honest. And it's it's incredibly infuriating, and I wanted to get it out there because it's been on my chest for a little while.
0: Well, I think it's also just more proof that capitalism reigns supreme here in the United to. States. And really, if you think about all of 2021, what a shit show yeah. of capitalism values yeah. <laughs> like i mean we we the pandemic has not ended no people are still getting sick and dying mm-hmm. but by golly we have got to open our businesses, get people back to Disney World, <laughs> get people flying across the country on airplanes, get them traveling and doing all the things that they would have been doing before the pandemic because capitalism.
1: We need our money. 2021 has
0: shown that very clearly. Yeah.
1: It, I feel like it's all just going downhill.
0: I mean, maybe. We got through it,
1: though. We did make it through it. I mean, it's the end of the year now, so, yeah. so happy holidays. Yeah,
0: joy and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know like originally I had said we were going to kind of go over 2021 and then I went and well we both kind of went reverse Alex Jones and just ranted (laughs) about the filibuster for a little while but it's something I feel very passionately about but there were some good things that happened in 2021 um, especially around this show the Carolina Snowflakes podcast we have been doing great this year it's been a really good year a lot of people been listening we got some feedback from a fan hey Kim Mm -hmm. hey Kim it's been a really good year. You also had something else you wanted to announce. Oh,
0: yeah. We we got approached to mm-hmm. do an interview mm-hmm. for a magazine. Yeah,
1: yeah. An interview for a magazine for the podcast.
0: Yeah, so we're working on that currently, and mm-hmm. I, I assume it will be out sometime in 2022.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to be interviewed in a magazine, which is amazing to me. That's I don't think that's ever happened to me. Neat. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. So there's that. That's been really, really cool. It's been a great year for for the show. I mean, we've gotten more listeners and more episodes than we ever had before and more feedback than we ever had before. And it it feels really good. So that's been awesome this year. And we wanted to do some predictions for what was going to happen in 2022.
0: What's, to come
1: yeah because now that we're ending 2021 i thought maybe you and i could do a couple predictions for what we think is going to happen in 2022 okay so my first prediction is that january and february we're going to have omicron everywhere
0: i think that's a safe prediction yeah yes i think you're correct
1: i think um that we're gonna as a country be focused on like trying to prevent people from being hospitalized and we're going to you know hopefully in the next few weeks we'll get that pill approved uh, i think it's pfizer that oh it,
0: yeah the antiviral that mm-hmm. will
1: if you know you've got covid help you prevent you from being hospitalized or dying yeah um and i think that's where the focus is going to be because it seems like we're not going to be able to stop it from spreading all over like omnicron's just going to cover the united states really fast because there are too many fuckheads out there i just think that the it, the infection's just going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I, I don't think a lot's going to change in the way of like the pandemic. Yeah, it could, <laughs> um, but it won't. No, I think that that's going to be a little while. Um, we're still going to have people who adamantly refuse to get vaccinated and whatever else, masking mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think for the show, I think we are going to continue to make episodes and put them out every week.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good prediction. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um as long as there are Republicans, don't you all go dying from COVID, guys. <laughs> but as long as there are Republicans, we will always have content for yeah. this show because of this, the, the glory to to shit and mock them. Like yeah. shit on and mock them.
1: <laughs> that all they do is provide material. Republicans are an infinite well of material. Oh yeah. For it's for content great. because everything they do is a joke.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ah, oh. Oh.
1: Yeah. So I heard another joke the other day, speaking of jokes, um, it says that puns about communism are only funny if everyone gets them. (laughs) (laughs) Thought I'd throw that in there.
0: Uh, Is that like a dad joke? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I think it is, but I like it. It's a good one. It's like a word pun. But another thing (laughs) that I would predict happening. So aside from January and February being pretty disastrous for Omicron, I think feel like 2022 is going to give us something with TikTok that's legislative. So the the government is going to do something with TikTok because this shit is getting out of hand. We just did an episode on it. We did. But right after that, uh, we had a nationwide scare of school Mm. threats from TikTok. Yeah,
0: it was literally like the day our episode came out Uh was uh, talk about... Knowing things, huh? Yeah. Well, intuition.
1: (laughs) mm -hmm. Intuition. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that that came across that or came out that I guess there was something happening on TikTok where kids were making threats about guns and schools. There were kids
1: arrested all over, schools shut down. It was bad. And it was uh, all because of TikTok. And there was a whole thing with them not being saying they didn't find any content and they couldn't do anything about Mm -hmm. it. But the police were like, we totally have it. So. It's more of that, and I feel like that's just going to keep happening and that, like, 22 is going to be the year where people are going to say, we have to do something about... Like
0: like legislative, like putting laws or yes. measures in place. And it might yeah. just
1: be for TikTok. I'm not sure. I'm not uh, prescient enough. I can't look at my crystal ball to see that yeah. for sure. But I feel like something's going to happen either around all social media or around TikTok I specifically. I think it'll
0: be TikTok specific. And I think so. I think that because, you know... Doing the research that we did for that last episode, I learned just kind of how unregulated TikTok yeah. really is. There's no oversight. Mm-hmm. So I imagine you're right. I think there will be something that comes from Congress and it will be specific to TikTok. Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. And I think it it's either going to be that or just general social media. Because another prediction I have is that in 2022, we're going to hear stuff about the company Roblox. And a lot of the things that's been going on uh in there. I could do an entire episode and probably will do an episode on Roblox one day explaining all the ins and outs of that, but that's probably gonna make big news in twenty two if I had to predict. Oh. Yeah, I so like there's that. a teaser for you.
0: Yeah, a little foreshadowing of mm-hmm. what's to come.
1: Yeah. I got more. So, (laughs) okay. Oh yeah. Another thing that I think is going to happen in twenty two is going to be around like blockchain and uh, cryptocurrencies. There's probably going to be a a crash. There's I don't know how bad it's going to be, but there's going to be some heat lost on it. I think in twenty two. I don't think it's going to kill it. I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't even think it's going to really be like a huge crash. But I think there might be a dip that some of the heat might wear off of it. But I think it will weather the storm.
0: I think we're going to see more support for unionization oh yeah unionizing
1: i starbucks just yeah
0: i think with that happening with this small like just a starbucks store Mm -hmm. um forming a union yeah like actually yeah i think we're gonna see more of that happening and with you know we've talked about this before at our show with the pandemic and people getting um laid off and then Kind of refiguring uh, their priorities mm-hmm. in terms of employment and what they want to do. I think employees have suddenly sort of seen the light. Yeah. Of like, hey, <laughs> yeah. we have a lot more power than we maybe thought we yeah, had. Yeah, and I think you
1: might be right. I think we might be seeing more of that in twenty two. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about that Starbucks one is it had me wondering. Like, did you notice that the day of they were like, well, we have the votes for this one store, and it the union passed, and for this other store. It looks like they're not going to take the union. And then we have this one that they're still counting the votes on or whatever. Mm, yeah. That blew my mind because I was like, how many fucking people work at a Starbucks store? <laughs> how
0: many baristas do you need? How long does it take to count to 100?
1: <laughs> in, in theory, know. if you do one a second, it's like a minute and some change and you're done.
0: Well, I don't... I mean, I maybe I'm wrong, but I, does it kind of work like the, the caucuses do where you kind of ride the fence and you sway people through <laughs> persuasion and then... They move. They literally walk across to the other side. I have no idea. Like they do in Iowa, you know? Yeah, right.
1: Maybe maybe that that is what they do. I don't know.
0: We live in North Carolina, which is historically a non-union state. Like we do not have the laws and infrastructure to support unions here. So it's a little foreign to Mm -hmm. both of us. But maybe that's how it works. I don't know, know. You try to sway the person to... Which side?
1: (laughs) I don't know. All I know is on the news, they said they're still counting the votes. And I just was like, how many fucking votes are there? There can't be that many votes. It's one Starbucks.
0: But I think the point being that employees are recognizing they have power. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing. I do too. And yeah. I think we may see more along those lines in wow. 2022. I
1: certainly hope you're right about that. If anything, I hope you're right about that one. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to keep all these in mind because when this shit happens next year, I'm going to replay it and be like, I, I told you. Yeah. So those are some of our 22 predictions.
0: One of the things that we do best on this show is shitting on Republicans. Mm-hmm. We're really good at that. Yeah. And what better way to bring in the the holidays and the New Year than by <laughs> shitting on the GOP? Mm-hmm. And we were thinking, what would be what would make the holiday the worst thing ever? It would be if Santa was a Republican. <laughs>
1: Yeah. If and, Santa was a Republican. And
0: more specifically, what would that look like? Yeah. If Santa was a Republican.
1: I think everyone's stockings would explode because they'd be full of ammo <laughs> right next to the fire.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> if if Santa was a Republican, his sleigh would sport a Carolina squat. You know <laughs> yeah, that where they like they the lower the truck trucks. in the back yeah. and the front sticks straight up to the sky. Yeah, it would have a Trump sticker on the back of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. If Santa was a Republican, cookies given to anyone other than Santa would be banned on account of it being socialism.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If Santa was a Republican, his costume would be replaced with the let's go brandon t-shirt
0: yes yes if santa was a republican stories of reindeer laughing at rudolph and calling him names (laughs) would be removed from written history and retold as rudolph having a better life thanks to santa
1: (laughs) yeah after he kept them in a cage yes yeah if if santa was a republican he'd still have a red hat but would say maga on it that's
0: true If Santa was a Republican, everyone would get guns for Christmas and a copy of Art of the Deal.
1: <laughs> Art of the Deal. Yes. Yes, it's an excellent book.
0: If Santa was a Republican, he would repeal Obamacare and replace it with coal and petroleum products. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if, Santa, if Santa was a Republican... Yeah.
0: If Santa was a Republican, he would make us show ID to receive our gifts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if Santa was a Republican, he wouldn't even give gifts because that's socialism.
0: That's a good point. He'd keep them all for himself. Yeah,
1: you'd have to buy them from him.
0: If Santa was a Republican, he would blame the elves for rising health care costs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one.
0: And I think if Santa was a Republican, his workshop would become a sweatshop.
1: (laughs) If Santa was a Republican, he would say the riots at the North Pole were just tourists.
0: (laughs) They were just looking around.
1: (laughs) Well, after all that, I guess we can thank God that Santa is not a Republican Mm -hmm. and he is instead a figment. Of our collective imaginations, and therefore, what? Can, <laughs> therefore, can be whatever we want him to be.
0: That's a good point.
1: Which is nice. And uh, what. I think was is a great gift is to have some time off. I think that's always good, especially around the holidays. So we here at the Carolina Snowflakes, we're going to take uh, the next couple weeks to have our Christmas. And we were thinking we would replay some of our best of some of our favorite episodes so it'll still show up in your weekly podcast. And we'll be back with brand new episodes coming in 2022. Yes. So um, we will see you guys then. If you want to find more of our great episodes that you could listen to on your own without having to wait for us to tell you they're the best of, you can go on our website and find them there.
0: CarolinaSnowflakes.com
1: And we will always be active on our Facebook. If you have any questions or you want to talk to us or other fans of the show, you can find that at
0: Facebook.com forward slash CarolinaSnowflakes.
1: And if you want to send us an email, a really thoughtful one, Uh, You can send that to our email address.
0: Or an obscene one. (laughs) carolinasnowflakes at gmail.com
1: gmail.com
0: Thanks for listening. Bye.